Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim, and I've got an exciting episode today on the topic of how to know if you have a poverty mentality or an abundance mentality. And before you think this is one of those episodes you can just skip over because you're waiting for the real meat and potatoes, this is a meat and potato episode. Because I'll tell you this, this is an observation from 17, 18 years of seeing people both succeed and fail in business at various levels. And you can almost assign down the line, the people who are succeeding have an abundance mentality. The people who are failing have a poverty mentality. And you can see it. And just in case you're thinking, well, if I succeed, of course I'll have an abundance mentality. No, that's not how it happens. The people with an abundance mentality find a way forward where the people who have a poverty mentality simply don't. And eventually it takes you into one bucket or the other. A poverty mentality takes you to poverty. An abundance mentality takes you to abundance. And it's just a matter of the internal messaging, the things that you're telling yourself, the kinds of questions you're asking yourself, the way you see the world matters greatly. And this is an important topic today because our culture beats us up with negativity. Business is seen as an evil thing in our culture in so many ways. I reference frequently the Lego movie. The bad guy was Mr. Business. I mean, this is a kid's movie. The evil rich guy is the bad guy in so much of our entertainment. It pounds us constantly. The message is very clear. Making a profit is evil. So we've got those messages bombarding us constantly. And here we are trying to build a business, trying to make a profit, trying to grow, trying to serve well, and we're being bombarded with this negativity. It sneaks in. It impacts the way we think and see the world. So today we're going to expose some of those negative messages that may be hidden away, tucked in somewhere, and you've accepted these things as truth, but they're a poverty mentality that's taken hold and taken a grip. And this all started with a Facebook post that I'll link to it in the show notes. You go to silentgym.com, you'll see the show notes, and there'll be a link right to this Facebook post where there's a discussion. And we basically opened it up to the entire community. And we, at this point, have about 100 people who gave us feedback. I'm not going to read you all 100 comments, but I'm going to read you some of the some of the more popular ones that popped up as people were contributing to, how do you know if you have a poverty mentality? What kind of questions can you ask yourself? How can you identify habits inside of the way you spend your time and money that identify a poverty mentality, which to remind you one more time, a poverty mentality, it doesn't matter what kind of advice or information or step-by-step guide I give you to growing a business. If you have a poverty mentality, you will find a way to sabotage it. You will not succeed. You just can't. The two worlds will collide at some point and you'll find yourself failing and, and you may blame the course or you may blame someone else. And that's actually one part of a poverty mentality is who do you blame when things don't go well? Do you ever look in the mirror? That's one great way to know. Basically anything, if it goes wrong in your life and doesn't go the way that you thought it should, do you go look in the mirror or do you start pointing fingers at other people? You've got a poverty mentality if you don't go look in the mirror. What did you do? What was within your control that you could have done better or different? Are you focusing on the loss or are you focusing on the lesson? That's a great one, right? That's a poverty mentality to focus on the loss and to blame others. 
focus on the lesson and focus on what you could have done better and what you could do differently in the future, that's an abundance mentality. So let's go through some very specific examples of poverty versus abundance mentality. If you spend more time in pursuit of entertainment or name brands, surrounding yourself with self with the stuff that you want instead of self-education and personal growth, if those thoughts never enter your mind, self-education and personal growth compared to getting the stuff you want, well, that's a poverty mentality for sure. On the topic of self-education, episode number 207, we met with Dan Miller and he talked about the greatest investment you will ever make. He quoted Warren Buffett. You know, Warren Buffett is arguably one of the greatest investors in modern history, right? He, he can take $100 and turn it into $1,000 better than anybody. So wouldn't it be interesting to hear him answer the question, what's the best investment you ever made? Wouldn't that be a good question to ask a guy like that? Well, you know what his answer was? Self-education, investing in myself. That was the best. Spending money on materials and content to make myself better able to do the things that I do. That's the best investment I've ever made. Absolutely it is. And don't fall into the trap when I say education to mean, oh, that means I got to go to college, got to go to school, got to go $200,000 in debt and get that degree. Yeah, you're going to learn some things there, but it doesn't have to be that expensive. You could be way overpaying for something that's not going to take you anywhere. Be very cautious about that. Self-education can be just that. It can be you buying the books that you want to read instead of paying someone thousands of dollars to tell you what books to read. How about you just pay a few dollars and go grab a copy of the book? Self-education will make you a fortune. Formal education will get you a job. Self-education will make you a fortune. That's a Jim Rohn quote. So don't be mad at me. <laughs> and this isn't an anti-college episode by any means, but if you think that you can just throw a bunch of money at an education and that guarantees a secure future, that's not the way the world works. You're going to have to self-educate whether you go to college or not. We all have to self-educate. And your lack of ability or interest in doing so is a sign of a poverty mentality. Next, here's, here's a challenging thought. Do you see the success of others as a threat to your success? Do you resent their success or are you able to celebrate it? Man, that's a sign that you might be struggling with a poverty mentality. And on that note, Neil Stevens in the Facebook group for this discussion thread, which again, we'll link to it in the show notes and you can go see, even if you're listening to this well after the podcast episode, join the conversation. But he made the observation, something we talk about all the time around here, cake versus candlelight, talking about how you see success and how you see opportunity. When others succeed, do you think that means less opportunity for you to succeed, for example? And that's illustrated best through my friend Daniel Lappin's illustration of cake and candlelight. Of course, if you see the world as cake, that means if rich guy over there gets a big piece and rich guy over there gets a big piece, well, that means there's only going to be a little piece for the rest of us and that's not enough to share. The, the, you hear a lot of talk of income disparity. Well, there's no reason we can't have a whole lot more millionaires. Why can't, you know, why is it bad that we've got X number of millionaires and that's a bigger number than it used to be. And we need more millionaires, not fewer. We don't need to, you know, redistribution doesn't work. History's full of examples where if we try to just take money from those who have it and force it down to those who don't, that destroys the whole system every time it's tried, the redistribution model. Why don't we just raise the tide for everyone? That's how 
a poverty mentality versus an abundance mentality works. If you see the world as a cake, where if everyone gets a bigger piece, that means little pieces for, for those who remain, that's just not the way it works. That's a poverty mentality. However, if you see it as candlelight, we can all light as many candles as we want and share the candlelight, and it doesn't cost us anything to share the candlelight. That's how we see wealth. So if you have an abundance mentality, your odds of success are very high. If you have a poverty mentality, very low, regardless of the techniques that you're using to try to grow your business. Okay, so there's the cake versus candlelight. Do you resent the success of others? Do you see that as a threat to your success? Next, when you see a new opportunity, assuming it's a right idea for you, it's a good fit for you, do you think to yourself, ah, that'll never work for me? Or do you think, how can I make this work for me? How can I set about making this work? The question you ask at that point, the internal message you have at that point is vital and it reveals a possible poverty mindset. Here's one that that I think some people will feel challenging. Do you wait to do meaningful work until you feel like doing it? Do you wait to do work with passion until you feel passionate about it? In other words, are you ruled by how you feel? Is the first question you ask yourself before tackling an important task that needs done, do I feel like it right now or not? Poverty mentality waits till you feel like it. And guess what? You don't feel like it very often, do you? An abundance mentality says, I don't care how I feel right now. This is what I'm going to do. That's why I love the, the discipline of, of running or working out or exercising or waking up with a routine. Regardless of how you feel, these are the things I'm going to get done. When I get up, I'm going to do this, then this, then this. The routine matters some, but it's more that you have the routine. That you, No matter how I feel, these are the things. I'm going to tell my inner man exactly what we're going to do today. And, and here's what's going to happen, regardless of how I feel. I'm not talking about being sick. I'm just talking about not being motivated. Oh, I don't feel passionate about that. So I think I'm going to do something else instead. I need five or six self-care days just to kind of do nothing because I kind of feel like it. I'm not talking about being sick. I'm talking about not feeling like it, not being motivated. That's a poverty mindset that snuck in. And our culture tells you that's okay. It's not okay. One of the secrets to success that I learned from ancient Hebrew wisdom from my friend Daniel Lappin is if you only had one secret of success, it's doing what needs to be done when it needs to be done. That simple. Doing what needs to be done when it needs to be done. Nothing in there about how you feel about doing it because no one cares. It needs to be done so you do it. So if you spend time worrying about how you feel and use that as an excuse to not do the things that need to be done, that's a poverty mentality. Next, You tell yourself that you'll give more as a percentage once you have more. That's just not true. You've got to give generously to break a poverty mentality, regardless of what you have, regardless if it's the widow's might, to borrow a story from the New Testament in the Bible where this little old lady had nothing. She had a few pennies, but she gave them. And that was a greater gift than the millionaire who gives a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars, right? Because as a percentage, it was massive. And I know people, you've heard of these people that give 90% and live on 10% of what they bring in. They don't do that because they're so wealthy. They got so wealthy because they did that. You got to get the order right. If you think you'll be more generous when you have more, that's just not the case. I'm reminded of a survey I saw once for people who didn't feel wealthy? That was the first question. Do you feel wealthy? They said, no. They said, okay, a couple of follow-up questions. 
What do you earn right now approximately? What would it take for you to feel wealthy? How much money would you need? And across the board, almost everybody doubled the number. So if they were earning $50,000 a year now, 100,000 would make them feel rich. If they were earning 400,000 a year right now, 800,000 a year would make them feel rich. On average, people wanted to double. That's what makes them feel well. And so if you're sitting there thinking, yeah, you, you know, once, once I feel wealthy, then, then I'll be more generous. No, you won't. That's the thing. It's because it's, it's such a relative thing. To conquer that internal poverty mentality, you've got to be generous now. That's kind of jump under the conclusion of this episode. That's one of the big lessons on how to break a poverty mentality. But And you've got to be generous now. So if you feel entitled, here's the next one. If you feel entitled to success rather than pursuing it vigorously, you might have, and man, we've got an entitlement culture. People feel entitled to this. I've got a right to that. I've got a right to this. I've got, you know, someone else needs to pay for that because I, I have a right to that. They would never go door to door to their neighbors and say, hey, I've got this bill I can't pay. I've got this whatever, you know, I need you to pay it for me. But they have no problem saying that's a right and someone else needs to pay right? So that entitlement, like you're entitled to success, you're entitled to opportunity, you're entitled to a job. No, that's a poverty mentality. You've got to pursue those things vigorously. You've got to serve well to get there. So that's an entitlement versus poverty mentality. Hopefully that shines through in that one. Uh, And I've got some good ones coming up from the community too. So far, these are just some ones that some that I pulled off the top of my head to kind of get the topic rolling. But if you're not intentional about investing time and money, in your own self-education. We've talked about this before. I mean, I just said it. Self-education will make you a fortune. That's the only way to do it. And it's going to take investment. It's going to take investment of time and money. You can't just soak up the freeze and you know, think you're hanging out on YouTube and hanging out in the right discussion forums is going to do the trick. It won't. It won't do the trick. You've got to invest in these things. And one of the stories that we told in episode 207 uh, with Dan Miller was a story of investing. Even when it doesn't feel like it's necessary, he, there was an event that he was going to attend hosted by a good friend of his. It was a conference. And instead of just saying, Hey buddy, I'm going to show up to this thing. You got a seat for me. He would have said, yes, he could have easily gone without paying anything, but he, he wanted to invest because internally that kills the poverty mentality. You take it more seriously when you invest. It's not so much about the amount of money as it is taking the investment seriously. And one of the observations I made, I said, Hey, you know, when you showed up, I'm sure that made an impression on him because he was offering you a free ticket or you definitely would have given you a free ticket, but I'm sure that leaves an impression when you pay anyway. So that's probably the kind of thing that leads to you being uh, invited to speak on stage or, you know, getting more recognition from that community. Right. And he said, yeah, I was the, I was the keynote speaker the next year. He actually asked me to be the keynote speaker. And I would say that, you know, if you're not willing to invest, you're not going to get the intention, the attention of the people who are providing the quality resources. And this may sound very self-serving, like I'm trying to talk you into buying something from us. And that's another sign of poverty mentality. As soon as someone starts talking money, if your arms cross and you get that funny look on your face, like, here we go. That's a poverty mentality. The best investment you will ever make is investing in yourself. That's a Warren Buffett quote. Listen to him, not me. Invest in yourself. I'm not talking about spending hours surfing around hoping to randomly encounter some decent content. Yeah, you can learn some things that way. Dan even talked about, you know, don't go check a book out from the library. Buy the book. Own it. 
mark it up, call it your own, put time, effort, energy into it, make a sacrifice to get it internally. That kills the poverty mentality and makes you more likely to truly appreciate what you've invested in because it costs you something. Your odds of success go up dramatically when you're willing to invest. We just recorded a podcast episode with Ryan Rieger. It will appear near this one. I'm not sure if it'll be just before or just after it, where we talked about how he paid $1,600 for a copy of one of my books. 1600 bucks. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. It was a charity auction thing that we did on eBay for a copy of one of my books. It was signed by everybody who helped bring the book together. And, and uh, we sent it around the country, actually. And, and we said, hey, everybody, let's promote this auction and raise some money. 1600 bucks for a hard copy book. So he got a copy of the book and he got to spend an hour with me. And he said, hey, if I fly to Indianapolis, I want to spend a couple hours with you and go to lunch. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. That was the start of a relationship. And I asked Ryan in that episode, and you can go hear it. So I'm not going to give away the whole story, but I asked him, you know, in retrospect, what was that worth to you? If you knew then what you know now, how much would you have spent on that book? He said twenty-five dollars to $50,000 because of the opportunities it's opened up. He was willing to spend money and invest in himself, invest in the relationship, show me, show the team and I that he was serious, that we took him serious, we listened to him, we spent time with him, we got to know him, and now here he is a leader in our community. We've launched multiple projects, sold a ton of stuff together, off doing all kinds of awesome things together because we knew he took us seriously. That's all money is. It's a sign of gratitude to a person who served you well. And he didn't just want to spend 20 bucks to get a copy of the book. He wanted to show the value that that book and that relationship had. So he's willing to spend a whole lot more money than that. That's how the world works, right? You put your money in the things that you truly believe in. And if you truly believe in your own self-education, you're going to put some money into it. Now, I'm not talking about college, and this isn't an episode to beat up colleges. But I can't justify in my mind why someone would go spend $200,000 to be told what books to read when they could do their own self-education and read the books on their own. Some things you got to go to college for. There's a lot of other things where you could just stay home and read books way faster on your own than they're telling you to read them going to a school that's charging you hundreds of thousands of dollars. I just don't get it. Self-education is where it's at. All right, let's keep working through this list. There were some really cool points that were brought up by some of the people in our community. And I want to give them credit for their ideas. Uh, Lynn Arnold said, if you don't have gratitude, that's a sign of a poverty mentality. 100% correct. Attitude matters. Attitude matters greatly. There was, uh, I think it was MetLife. This is a story from my friend, Daniel Lappin. MetLife, the insurance company that you've probably heard of, did a study to try to determine what separated their truly successful sales reps from those that didn't do too well. And they went through and they tried to identify those character traits that separated them into the two groups, the high achievers and those that kind of fizzled out and didn't pan out. They looked at test scores and, you know, the quality quote unquote of the school that they went to, um, all types of other factors you know, different, different, how, how well they did, what grades did they get in college? You know, what family background did they come from? Demographics, male, female, age. They looked at all these different factors. And the only thing they could identify that was statistically significant as a determining factor in whether they succeeded or not 
was attitude. That's right, attitude. And now here's the thing. If, if you may think that attitude is something you can just flip on and off, it's not. It's not. Being positive or being negative, it's not something you can just like, oh, I think I'm going to be negative today. You know, that's the default setting. We're all negative unless we work really, really hard to be positive. And it's not something you can just flip a switch and do. What you can flip a switch and do, though, is be grateful, like Lynn pointed out here. If you're characterized by having gratitude, you're going to have a much better optimistic, positive attitude. People are going to want to be around you instead of wanting to be away from you. We all know those negative people. They're going to make a negative observation about everything and anything. They drain us. We can't stand to be around them very long. They drain the people around them. However, those people who have positive attitude because they have gratitude, those are the people who are pleasure to hang out with and they tend to do very well in business. That's a great observation, Lynn. That's a great distinguisher between poverty mentality and abundance mentality. I'm skipping over a whole bunch of really good observations here. I'm just kind of scrolling down, looking at some of the comments that, that people made. Uh, Vicki Smith says, if you don't ask for help, you have a poverty mentality. Yeah, if you think you can go it alone, lone wolves don't succeed. Or as soon as you think you're an expert, smartest person in the room, every room you go in, that's a poverty mentality. You don't understand the value of team and community. You will never go very far. Here's one. If you allow where you came from to dictate where you're going, says Jason Gross, that's a good one. If you allow that list of excuses, well, my grades, well, my skin color, well, the college I went to, well, the college I didn't go to, well, you know, my parents were like this, my parents were like that, these circumstances have. If you allow where you're from to dictate where you're going, we're the only part of God's creation that can wake up one day and go, you know what? I'm kind of fed up with where I'm at. I'm going to do something different today. I'm going to go in a new direction. You know, there's nothing else in all of God's creation that can do that. Only us, only us. And some of us choose to do it. That's an abundance mentality. Some of us don't. That's a poverty mentality. That's simple. If you believe profit is wrong, says Ann Gunn, you've got a poverty mentality. I completely agree. That's right. And that's a, a whole other topic we could dive off into. You've heard my definition of profit. It's those excess funds generated by my business that allow me to continue serving without needing donations. There's a lot of out the people out there doing good service, but it's not sustainable until someone donates. Businesses, however, the only thing that separates them is we, we are sustainable in our service because we charge. And we truly know that we're serving because people are willing to pay. When you're doing voluntary work, sometimes you don't know what the value of what you're providing truly is because no one's, the people you're serving aren't paying you anything. You don't know how valuable it is. So there's no real measuring stick. How valuable was that? And I've done volunteer work, but I found myself, like I went down after hurricane and we were passing out diapers and water door to door to people. But I found myself questioning the whole time. Like the people were grateful for the most part. Some weren't, some felt, you know, some people got in fights because we were giving more diapers to other people than they were the, to some people. It was, it was kind of crazy, but I found myself wondering like how much value are we truly delivering? There's no way to really know. I mean, does this person already have a living room full of water and diapers from other people that drove through earlier, or are they truly desperate? There's no way to know. The only way to know if you're truly serving effectively is if they're willing to show how effective your service is in the form of how much value they see in it, in the form of 
dollars. Is it a perfect system? No, but it's the best system for knowing when you're truly delivering value. And if you see profit as wrong, you'll never know when you're truly delivering value. Poverty mentality, you'll never know. The joy of serving someone so well that they would have paid a whole lot more money than they did, but they're grateful and a relationship forms because you charged a great price that they were more than willing to pay for a great product that you were happy and eager to sell. A relationship forms. So how you see profit? Absolutely. Huge. Vital. Uh, If you believe your dream will take too long to achieve, so you quit. That's a poverty mentality. Yeah. Slow and steady. Constant pursuit. A couple of great observations by Anne. Scrolling down. You come up with excuses to stop rather than to succeed, says Lisa. That's our uh, Lisa Morrison-Larson. She goes live in our Facebook group every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Great observation by her. I love that one. Focusing on the loss instead of focusing on the lesson. That's a good one. Scrolling down, here's another good one. If you tell yourself, I can't afford it, instead of asking yourself, how can I afford it? Abe Ortolani, he's one of the coaches and leaders, content creators in our community. He's going to be at the Proven Conference as well as are several of the people that I've mentioned who have left comments here. We've got about 550 people registered, theprovenconference.com. If it's not after mid-September 2019 yet, you can still go to that website if it is, if you're listening to this after that date or you can't attend because we'll have some other options uh, on how you can get that same content. We'll have, well, sure we'll record it, that sort of thing. But plan to be there if you can, come join us. But yeah, that's a great one, Abe. If you tell yourself, I can't afford it, instead of asking yourself, how can I afford it when you encounter opportunity or something that you'd like to have? Um, If you use people to try to get what you want, says Tasha Marie Perkins. If you use people to try to get what you want, or if you take no responsibility for your own actions, (laughs) yep, then we live in an era where people don't like to take personal responsibility. They like to blame someone else for their circumstances and the troubles they find themselves in. Or if you're unwilling to learn or hear constructive criticism. Oh, that's a good one. Let me, let me just do a little timeout on the topic of constructive criticism. This is a topic I really like because I would even shorten that to criticism. You know, are you open to criticism? Period. Regardless of whether you consider it constructive or not, are you willing to listen to it? Because all criticism is, it's, it's a sign that someone cares enough to try to correct you in your actions. Whether they're wrong or right, that's an expression of care. There's a scripture, Proverbs 9, 7, and 8. It says, correct a fool, he will insult you. Correct a wise man, and he will love you for it. But it doesn't say anything about the accuracy of the attempted correction. If it's accurate correction or if it's inaccurate correction, that's not mentioned. Just a wise man will always receive, a a wise person will always receive correction well. They'll thank you for it. They'll love you for it, even if they don't take the advice. So the attitude that you have when you're receiving correction, I'm not talking about being publicly called out on Facebook. I'm not talking about that at all. Completely different subject because the Bible also says we are to confront privately and then we praise publicly. Obviously, that's always okay. But confrontation should be handled privately. So someone's confronting you publicly. You don't have to put up with that. You can just ignore it, block them, shut them down. You don't have to listen to that. But if someone takes the time to properly send you corrective advice, even if you don't take it, you should be grateful. 
You should be thankful for it. So that's a sign of a poverty mentality if you're unwilling to take correction. I love it. That's a that's a great one, Tasha. Tasha Marie Perkins Pristulski. Pristulski, I think is her last name. Yeah, thanks for that one, Tasha. And then we've got Benji. Benji Laney says, if you're comfortable, if you allow yourself to get too comfortable, you've always got to be striving, building, growing. I completely agree. I could do a whole podcast episode on that one. It's beautiful. Get out of your comfort zone. Growing a business will always stretch you as a leader, will always stretch you out of your comfort zone. That is a great one. I'm not going to go as far as I'd like to on that one. Let's kind of leave it at that. Scrolling down. Oh, if you think having a house, car, or other items that you bought on credit are actually an asset that you own. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of a sign that you're not even have a poverty mentality, but you're bad at math, which the two go hand in hand quite a bit. You know, being bad at math really does tend to drift you into the poverty category. Thinking you can spend more than you earn and get away with it long-term, that's poverty mentality. Buying lottery tickets, playing the lotto, gambling, that's poverty mentality. That means you're bad at math. You don't win. You don't come out ahead. There's no such thing as, quote, winning money in Hebrew. It's a nonsensical concept. Even if you think you've won money, it's it's not really performing the same benefit. You haven't provided anyone else any value in getting that money. So it's not going to do the same level of good as if you'd provided value to get that money. Because when you provide value, then you get the relationship and you get future transactions. You get forward momentum. And that's just one reason why gambling and lotto and all that is so harmful and damaging. But the math of it is another. It's like you know, someone mentioned you know, people who are willing to spend a ton of money playing lotto and, and always complain about how broke they are. Absolutely, that's a poverty mentality. No question. People who try to climb the success ladder themselves without the help of a team, said Sarah Holmes. Yep, kind of covered that one. And, and that's good. I think, what, I think what I'll do is I'll, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this, wrap this thread up, or wrap, sorry, this discussion up here in, in this episode and just encourage you, jump on over there and see some of the comments that were left, some of the conversation that happened on this topic of poverty mentality versus abundance mentality. And just keep in mind, you know, I, I gave you a couple of ways to break the poverty mentality. One is attitude, being grateful. That leads to a positive attitude. That's one way to break it. The other is to invest in yourself, specifically spend money on self-education, buy the books, buy the courses, invest in conferences, do these things. And I, I would argue that for a whole lot of people, college doesn't count because that wasn't true self-education that's helping you grow your business. It may have been something you were interested in. Could you have spent the money differently to get those same topics? Could you have bought the books on your own without paying someone thousands of dollars to tell you what chapter to read next? I think you maybe could have in a lot of cases. So self-education, it never stops. Even if you've been formally educated, self-education never stops. Are you investing in your education. So those are the two things. Those are the two big ways. And there's several other ways. I'd love to hear your ideas. Jump into the conversation. There's a link in the show notes. And we'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback on this topic. I had fun with it. And I hope you enjoyed it as well, felt challenged by it. A lot of these comments challenge me. I don't think we ever quite arrive at completely eliminating the poverty mentality that that latches itself onto us because of the culture and the day and age we live in. I mean, we, we live in arguably the most blessed time in all of human history to try to grow a business, to be an entrepreneur, 
to self-educate, and yet there's still pervasive poverty mentality out there. You, you'd think listening to some people that, you know, we're in the dark ages and the plague is taking out, you know, half of our neighborhood every other month. Things are phenomenal. It's a great time to be alive for the vast majority of humans. You look at the, the math even, you know, the wealth of the world is rising. Medicine, science, technology improving. We live in beautiful times. Take advantage of it. Choose to have an abundance mentality instead of a poverty mentality and just watch where that takes you. Well, God bless you, Business Building Warrior. This has been a fun episode. Like I said, I love doing these kind of episodes where we kind of go internal instead of staying technique and strategy and business building advice. This is a fun one for me, but I'd love to hear your feedback. Let me know what you think. We'll do another episode real soon. You know, we'll be back soon. We're in your corner. Keep plugging away. Keep charging forward. God bless you, business building warrior. This is your buddy, Jim. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.